ESPN. The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. Good morning. Welcome, everybody. If you've not heard the show before, I welcome you today as a new listener. Hopefully, I can keep you for a while. I have a great show lined up today. I have the distinct privilege of having two women in my studio with me. Wow, that's awesome. And as you well know, if you listen to me at all, you know that I'm very drawn to confident and uh, strong people, and most especially strong, confident women who go out and strike out on their own, do things on their own, and have the confidence and the will to do that. And we're going to be talking a little bit about that today. So before we get going, I'm going to give you an opportunity to introduce yourselves. Becca, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your your business. Sure. Good morning. I'm Becca Erickson. Um, I'm the co-founder and executive director of a local nonprofit organization called Emerge Mothers Academy. Um, and we just have wraparound services that come alongside mom-led households. So what we know as single moms, um, just helping them find stability and independence through their parenting and their finances um, and a goal for them to just be able to operate as if they were a two-parent home, but they aren't. So we're just trying to empower them to feel stable. Very good. Very good. Becca's organization is uh, has, uh, I think... Some grandiose ideas, and by that I mean wonderful in the way that it wants to impact uh, single mothers especially and help them along their path uh, towards success and, and even financial success, which is which is wonderful right up our alley. Monica, go right ahead and do the same if you would. Good morning. I am Monica. Um, I am working on a podcast and Facebook page called Mama Soda, and the goal with that is... Uh, when we enter motherhood, there's not a script or a, a book to kind of tell you how to navigate all of that. There's all kinds of parenting advice and tips. But I find that we are all in a state of panic afterwards, um, trying to figure things out. And then the more we talk to each other, we realize that we're also not alone in this, that all of us are going through the same thing. So my goal with Mama Soda is to connect some of those dots and uh, let us work together to find some balance within our lives. Very good. Very good. And uh, Becca, you have children, right? Yes, I have three. How old are your children? I have a daughter who's 15. I was a single mom with her. And then two boys who are 10 and 8. Got it. And same thing, Monica. How old are your children? I have three children as well. My oldest son is six. Then I have a daughter who is three and a half. And then my youngest daughter is nine months. Goodness. Goodness. And, and, And check this out. My boys, two of them, 
35 and 36. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. Well, so right off the start of this, let's, let's uh, talk about working moms at home and trying to, trying to do all the things that, that you need to do. You know, I, I grew up in a time where I don't think that mothers were fully appreciated for the things that they did and putting all of those things together managing the household, managing the life, frankly, in those days, pretty much taking care of everything for your husbands, who who apparently at that time didn't think that, that many things were their jobs, and and doing it in a way that was often thankless. And uh, and I got to tell you that I had a, a, a my, my mother and I had a very strong relationship. And when I tell you that I love strong women, it comes from somewhere. My mother was, 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 frighteningly strong and she she taught me a lot of things and she did go through all of those things and had to handle that and so I love talking to women who go beyond that and then start ventures even outside of the home while all of these other things are going on they still find time to go out and do other amazing things and I have two women in the, in the studio who are those types of people and I want to talk a little bit about that so can we begin with that um, what what Becca brought you to the idea that you wanted to do something uh, as big as you're doing because what you've done has grown considerably. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, just my own journey is a kind of a pain to purpose story. You know, I never I grew up with a single mom, and because of that, I swung the pendulum the other way to think like I will never get married because of that. Um, and then I did, and the same story repeated itself. And I was a single mom from day one. Um. So I think you look through meaning making and decide like, I want to be a mom, but I also want to do something that's like a big humanitarian effort and pay it forward. So through my own healing and time, you know, getting myself better in our divorce with my first husband, um, I was like, I think there's something more here for me. So I decided to roll it forward and help as many moms as I can in my lifetime. And that meant starting Emerge Mothers Academy and doing what we do now. To help stabilize these these women. How did you find the time? That's really, I mean, how did you carve that out? Well, I actually got more time back. So I I was working for Target Corporation and never saw my daughter ever. The child care center was raising her. And I didn't like that. Um, and I think in the entrepreneur route, I was able to work when I wanted until I scaled it now to what it is 12 years later here. Now I'm working full time, but... Why don't you tell us what that means, scaled it forward? Uh, I mean, I've always been in charge of infrastructure and fundraising. You know, as a 501c3 nonprofit, we're only getting funds through fundraising. We don't charge the moms anything. And so it's a lot of time developing program, curriculum, deciding who we're going to serve, how we're going to serve them, and getting the money to do so. And I still work on infrastructure to this day. I just have six more people now helping me with social services and counseling, clinical, financial literacy training, I still, I still wash the toilet if I have to. It's the same things I was always doing, but 12 years later, it's just six of us all doing it. <laughs> Why don't you talk about uh, just briefly what the services are that you're talking about that you bring to these, these women? Yeah, so we base all of our services on the values that we have, which are constructive parenting, personal development, health and wellness, and financial independence for women. So our services all just point back to those values, which include... Um, community building at mom's nights where we gather moms who are in normal shifts at work. And so we gather in the evening and then every Wednesday during the day, we have parenting groups. We have online financial literacy courses and open opening a bank training, starting a savings account training, 
saving your first thousand, saving a down payment for a home. So we have all these mile markers that we do for empowering women that way too. And then we have a microloan grant program that's kind of like Shark Tank, where a mom who doesn't want to go through regular work prep training, she can say, I'd rather be an entrepreneur. And so we champion her business and give her startup capital to have a small business in the Twin Cities. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. So so back to my initial question. Um, you're saying that when you stopped being a corporate person, you had an abundance of time available to you. I have a hard time believing I that, got to but, own my time, yes. Okay. All right. And so and so you felt like you had the time to do that. Yeah. And and did you jump right into it when you when you went home and started taking taking care of your your home and your family or did you did it take you a little while? Well, so I had to complete my masters, so right I was writing from 11 to 2 while my daughter was asleep. 2 a.m. And then I would wake up at 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but I would reward myself every time I finished a page and I had the, you know, citations done and everything. I would reward myself with simply raspberry lemonade. Uh, and it just became like the thing that I chased after. Okay. And actually, I, the bigger vision is I, I captured a vision of myself holding my daughter while I was getting hooded with my master's hood. And there, someone snapped a picture of me holding her in my arms while I got my hood put on me because if you have a vision for something you'll chase after it so she's an extreme underachiever here yeah yeah very very impressive very impressive same question for you you are in the midst of young children monica and this is still something that you have chosen to strike out and do and i think it's incredibly impressive because this is the neediest time for your children and and mm -hmm. for you as mom so tell me a little bit about how you found the time to do that um, well, when, before having children, I was working more in business with my husband. Um, we own a pest and wildlife control company. So I was doing a lot of billing and paperwork, things like that for the company. And then we had our first child. I was also working prior to that, um, at ProVision. So we had our child and we kind of came to that realization and discussion, um, like Becca referred to of if we put our child in childcare, how much time are they spending with their parents versus some other figure raising their child? And we kind of had that talk of we we don't want that for our child. The whole the reason we were having children is so that we could raise them and spend that time with our children. Um, so we had that discussion and I decided to become a stay at home mom. And with that, like Becca said, is you, you've got it's different time. So together, uh, my husband and I discussed, you know, pulling back from the business more and putting that time right into our children. Oh, very good. You know, I, I, I can't help but think something that, that I say to, to my clients and I say on this show regularly, which is expectation changes the way that a person's trajectory of life takes place. And I, if there's any uh, w women out there listening to this who are struggling, I want you to recognize that the fight that you fight and the and the and the accomplishments accomplishments that you make are keenly uh, visible to your children, and they make your children believe that they can do it too, and they grow with an expectation that they can succeed and do these things as well. So, what you do on a daily basis and the struggles that you have are really a powerful thing to your children, and I I so believe that children who grow up in families where mom and dad work hard and succeed really gives them possibly the greatest gift beyond college or anything else 
because they have a belief that they can do it too. And that really is helpful. So I think for both of you, you're doing that for your children. And I think for those folks who are out there, mothers, even fathers, if you're listening, going out in the world and and accomplishing something and being successful and strong is just a metaphor for your children's lives going forward. Um, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, things, things that somebody should know if they wanted to do this. Maybe, you know, if you were to do it again, or if you were to sit down with somebody and say, okay, here's, here's the challenges that you're going to encounter. And here's how you overcome those things. Could either one of you lend something to that? Well, I think I'm in a unique situation since a nonprofit organization is based on IRS approval as a 501c3, which requires an application through them, and then a fundraising strategy, which is different than scaling through product or service sales. Um, You got to have a lot of grit and you can't give up. There's a lot of roadblocks in the way. And now that I'm older, I wonder if I would have had... If if I weren't so cocky about myself back then, would I do it now? I don't know. <laughs> um, but I had a lot of passion because of what, what I went through. So I think that's why I did it. But yeah, if you have if you have a stick to itiveness to you, where you can wake up every day and get it done and and do it, you talk about this all the time, Todd. Is like you just have to see what's ahead of you and go for it and and do the next right thing and never give up. Well, there's no doubt that both of you have something I describe as internal swagger in that you had enough confidence in yourself to to go out and do something. Anybody can encourage you to do things, but at the end of the day, it is about you and you have to have that. And that internal swagger isn't an arrogance that you walk throughout the world and, you know, uh, present a package that makes you makes others think you think you're better than they, but rather I believe in myself and I believe I can do these things, even though I have no freaking clue how I'm going to get it done. Right. So that's really a powerful thing. But again, uh, you know, when you talk about, about the, the nonprofit and it being a different thing, I'll tell you what, raising money is not unlike selling product. It's a tough, tough challenge because you really are selling the idea of one, I need your money, you need to give it to me. And two, I'm going to be a good steward of that money and I'm going to do something really powerful and, and good with that money. That's a heck of a sale, frankly. Mm-hmm. So to be able to do that, and you started from from the beginning, did you go out right away and, and start raising money or did you start thinking about how, you know, what I'm going to do with the money first? How, what came first? What happened first? Yeah, the, uh, of course, there's ideation just in your own mind. Um, but then I gathered people around me, too, and then a board of directors. And, you know, in turn, you have to basically choose a board that will hire you to be the director. Right. Um, and then I use that board of directors to kind of look at, you know, is this a feasible idea? Is this needed in the Twin Cities? And we had our first little chili cook-off in a church basement to talk about if, whether or not this is even needed, and it was just a resounding yes. Wow. So Well, it's such a good cause. I can see where a lot of other folks would be interested in throwing in, but actually getting an endeavor off the ground uh, from the beginning, that is no small thing. Yeah. I mean, it's- and that board asked me to save, like, you need to raise 50000 and save it as a nest egg before you can do anything. You got to prove it first. So I did. <laughs> just think about that. If you're sitting out there, think, okay, I got to raise $50,000 for something that I've never done before, and how I'm going to talk people who maybe don't know me into into giving money for that. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so, Monica, I'm going to ask the, the same similar question. Um, what, what caused you to begin this? 
And what challenges have you have you seen so far? And I know you're right in the midst of it, so don't feel uncomfortable about that. What are the challenges that you've seen along the way? Why did you start it? How did you start it? And challenges that you had? Um, well, one of the biggest driving forces for beginning Mama Soda was our good friend Todd here. <laughs> um, he likes to push me outside of my comfort zone. And um, just that knowing that there's more, you know, you become a stay-at-home mom and you get the questions of what are you doing with your degree or what do you do all day long or, you know, how... Oh, that how, pisses you off. Yeah, how clean is your house? <laughs> and I'm like, um, I don't know, my house isn't super clean, but we're working on the alphabet. Like, <laughs> um, but just with that push, realizing um, that there is knowledge and there is a need for all of us, like I said, to come together and realize that we're all in the same boat. And if we can uh, lean on each other and talk through some of the challenges and the situations, um, getting through that, I would say kind of one of my biggest challenges with the podcast is just my own comfort level still and finding um, just that that drive of it's something that I'm steering versus, you know, something I'm along for the ride with, which is, you know, when you're punching a time clock, you're just kind of told what to do, get that job done. And with this, it's something that I have to take control of. Very good. And and there's a lot of personal growth that takes place in these things. In fact, more so than you probably will ever experience working for someone else, because it really is about you. You, you know, you have to be the, t- be the tougher boss than maybe you ever had before. And that's for not everybody, right? Not, not everyone is interested in that or has that. And often they think they do, but then they figure out they don't. So it is something to go out and, and sh- strike out. The other thing, though, that I'm, that I'm going to say is that leading is adding on to what I've already kind of brought up, and that is raising strong, capable children is such a, an important part of your life. It was for my wife and I. Uh, my wife stayed home with our children for, for most of their, their young lives until they both got quite a bit older. And so I understand the desire for you know not having other people raise your kids. It's it's oh it's a, it's excruciating um, when when you know you feel like you're you're an outsider in your own child's life. Um, so you've made that choice, and that often is a financial choice because you were bringing income into the house, and now you're not doing that anymore, and that's no small thing either, right? So if you're if, if somebody is is out there struggling, maybe they don't even have a spouse and they have to find a way to push farther than what they're doing right now. What advice would you give to them? Oh man. Ooh, how about <laughs> you, Todd? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what advice would you give to them? I mean, they're, you know, okay. So my sense is that the greater the challenge the, the happier I am. I I think that you have to find a way in your life to embrace challenge, not run from it as though stress is killing me. I can't handle this anymore. You know, the only real stress I think that is a negative thing is the type of stress where you're told that you're going to die or your child has an illness and you can do virtually nothing about it. That is enormous stress because you have no control. But when it's within your control, when you can do something about it, then I think you want to reach to the heavens and you want to say, thank you, God, for this. 
let me show you what I'm going to do with it. And you have to embrace it. We're going to take a break here and we're going to come back and I'm going to give these gals a little time to think about that. (laughs) And then I'm going to have them answer that question. We will be right back. Are you missing anything in your plan? Find out with JLN Financial's Retirement Checklist. If you could check all the boxes on the list, you may be ready for retirement. If not, JLN Financial can help. Get this checklist now at rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. J. Allen Financial offers insurance services. Investing involves risk. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and J. Allen Financial are not affiliated companies. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. If you or anyone you know are in a financially challenged situation, listen. My name is Todd Rooker. For over 20 years, I've been helping people strategically plan for and deal with a financial crisis. My typical client may have previously had a substantial net worth and are now in fear of losing their personal home. My clients will often say, in the past, I was financially successful. However, at this point, I'm exhausting all of my financial resources trying to make my payments on time. I feel as though I'm simply delaying the inevitable by throwing good money after bad. So my questions are, Todd, do I just let the bank liquidate my business? Do I need to consider things like foreclosure, short sale, Dean and Lou, loan modification, credit counseling, or even bankruptcy? And then most importantly, how do I minimize the damage and rebuild my life when this disaster is over? This is my world, and I teach classes on those very topics. So if you or anyone you know is in this situation, or you want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Ask for Billy. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Didn't even, sorry about that. Didn't even realize we had gone past our bumper music. So, you know, I I, I posed a question, and I'm not sure that it's a that it's that it's a good one. So maybe I'll maybe I'll come back and say, you know, you you have chosen a new direction and I talked on the, at the break always the breaks are some of the best things we we talk about but both of these women uh in their in their 
lives have exceedingly full lives. So to do this in addition to just tells you a little bit about each one of them. Monica has said that she and her husband own a pest control company. Uh, That pest control company employs how many people right now? Oh, boy. Um, I think we're at right around 20. Okay. (laughs) And and I'm not going to ask her, but Monica and and uh, her husband, Matthew, are young folks, and that all by itself is pretty astounding, and they are in the process of purchasing their third commercial uh, investment property. So, that's all going on. Three young kids, and let's start something else, right? And uh, Becca is in a similar situation. Her and her husband, Ryan, own three construction companies. Whoa! Employ a bunch of folks, and she started this amazing nonprofit. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to say that all of this is entrepreneurial, nonprofit or for profit. I don't really care. It's it takes a real unique individual to do that to begin with. So, you know, again, I'm looking for how someone who's listening to this might be able to take some of the things we're talking about and incorporate that that strong motivation and the challenges that they're up against so that they can go further in their own lives. That's what I'm really trying to get at here. So do you have anything that you can that you can bring to that? What when you wake up in the morning and you're overwhelmed? Because we all are all the time. What is it that you say to yourself that allows you to go a step farther and do something else? Yeah, I think I would say this is kind of threefold is time, initiative and community. I think um, my time is just spent best when it's completely full. I don't make a good use of time if it's not pocketed at exactly what it's supposed to be. So, yeah, Ryan and I are high capacity people with three kids and a farm and construction companies and a nonprofit. And I run a volleyball program for our (laughs) local (laughs) school so, I, but I would do better having all those things put in their time slots rather than having some free time. So that's the time part. The initiative part is like how how much are you driven to make a difference with something, whether it's pest control or humanitarian services. Like both of those things must motivate the heart towards something, like something greater, not just about making money or helping someone. It's there's a bigger purpose underneath all that. Um. And I, and I think motivating each other comes in that community thing. That's the th- third. The third part is community around you, where if you get stuck or you have a question, like who can you go to in your network to help answer that? And or how are you being a part of a solution to someone else? So instead of a tug of war, this is what we use at Emerge Mothers Academy in motivational interviewing. Instead of a tug of war, it's a dance. So how do you come alongside someone as a dance partner to be like, Let's try these steps. Let's try this move. And they feel like you're right next to them in all of it rather than pulling them along. So that is an interesting point that she's just made, or at least what I'm going to grab out of the air, Monica. And that is having a network, people that you can go to when you're frustrated or you're or you're stuck. And that's really what promoted Mama Soda in the first place. Whether that I don't know if that was because you had those those challenges and you wanted to reach out, or maybe you have a network and thought maybe other people do not, and how hard it might be if they didn't. But Mama Soda, as well as Emerge, are all really providing some level of support to the people who are struggling and might not have outlets and places to go. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, everything is there's a trade off or there's a sacrifice. Um, 
when you're deciding what's what what you're going to accomplish in the day, what's going to make you happy. Um, if it's you want that time to work out, yes, there's only so many hours in the day, but you get to decide where you spend those hours. Do you wake up an hour earlier or is that extra hour of sleep what you need? Um, do you stay up late after the kids are in bed or, you know, do you sit down and watch TV to relax? Um, just deciding where, like I said, where that sacrifice is going to be and just then determining where you're going to spend your time. Um, I do have a great network of women and I do think that is part of where all of the Mama Soda has come come from is then I'm talking to somebody else and uh, they're like, wait, you're going here, you're doing that, you have this this group, how do I get involved with something like that? And um, just discovering that like I had this group, but that's not a common occurrence for everybody. Oh, yeah. So so just someplace to commiserate with your own tribe, kind of, right? Yeah. I mean, so a takeaway for anybody who's listening, I think, and and this is now me, the, the coach and advisor, and Becca brought it up and I so agree. And that is that if you really want to have an, an impact in your life, uh, in the way that you get things done, structure and calendaring the things that you do is everything. You want to do something. If you, if you, if you have a desire to do something, and all it is is, well, when and if I get time, I'll go in that direction. Likely, it's going to be put off, put off, put off. Put it in the calendar and do it. And so when that time, when that date comes, you jump into it, you leave whatever you were doing previously behind, and you move on to this new thing. And if you can bring yourself to do those things, to have everything in a calendar provide structure, structure in so much as consistency of if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it once a week on this day, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. or Fridays at um, at 5 o'clock, and I'm going to do that from now on. That will radically change your ability to get things done. Do you guys agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. My team knows that on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. I do <laughs> QuickBooks. Like I do all the accounting for Emerge Mothers Academy on Tuesdays. So they don't book any mom meetings for me. They don't do any new intakes or any donor relations meetings. They just know like, oh, that's her accounting day. Like it's you don't touch it. And that's how the schedule is through the whole week. And I love using calendaring to to remind myself like I'll call you next week. And then I immediately type that person's name in on a day of that week. So it's just in the calendar. I'm going to say I'm big on my calendar and my uh, planner and putting things down. Same thing times. Um, like Todd was just saying how we put things off. Uh, Matthew was just talking to me about having a new couple over for dinner and same thing. I looked at the calendar. I'm like, well, we can't do it now because we have this going on. And then, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up and Halloween and then Christmas. And then I sat down, I said the same thing. I said, we can put this off and put this off forever. Life isn't going to get any less busy. Let's just pick a date, put it on the calendar and cross it off the list. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, you know what the, you know what the worst challenge is that you have 15 things rolling around in your head and you don't know what is priority because it's all coming at you. It all seems like priority and you get virtually nothing done. So the point that Becca made earlier where the most productive I am, I know you didn't say this specifically, but I know it's what you meant, is when I basically have no time to consider what I'm going to do next. It's on the calendar and I just simply go to the next thing without any lack in time. That is, and that for me personally, that's the thing. That's what really helps. And another thing, folks, if you're listening, is that consistency it makes you, at least perceptively to other people, being very organized when in fact it's really not. It just becomes habitual. And that consistency 
makes everything else easier because you don't have to think about other things. And then you're freed to think about the things that do require higher level thinking. Right. Yep. So if you have a desire to get something done, to move in a direction, something that 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 you can see five years down the road. And this leads to what I said. Your children will tell a story about how their mother did this thing in the midst of all those things. And I really believe you you write your own story and you write that story with the end in mind because people will tell stories about you when you've done these things. So if you're going to do that, write it down, put it in the calendar, stick to it and do it consistently and the world changes. We're going to take another break. We will be right back with Monica and Becca. We're talking about strong people who go out and do things in the midst of the challenges and the struggles day by day. And nevertheless, they get them done, even though they're just like us, have the same struggles, but they find a way. You can, too. We'll be right back. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty-smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. 
I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I, I, again, I, I am gratified to be sitting uh, and privileged with these with these ladies because I think very highly of them and what they're doing. And I want to give them a chance to talk a little bit about what they do. Um, and, I'm, and because because look, at the end of the day, that's that's very much why they're here. And one of them is Monica, who wants to talk about her podcast because she wants to grow that podcast, of course. And we want to bring listeners to it. And the idea behind it is that if you're a mother, if you're a young mother, if you're a single mother, even if you're, you, your children are older and you need support because you don't have a network, maybe you're, you're not from here, you don't have a lot of folks around you, this is to provide that, that level of, of uh, community, uh, the, to Becca's word, and, and give you a little bit of a support, uh, a support system. And so, Monica, why don't you talk a little bit about what kinds of things you do, some of the some of the obvious challenges that people have and how, how you feel your your show can, can help them? Um, I think kind of, like I said before, some of the biggest things are, I mean, there's parenting books and there's, you know, all kinds of suggestions and things like that. But unless there's like the exact situation that you're experiencing, it's just all kind of um, a guesswork and even with one child what's working you know with my son isn't going to work with my daughter and when I get something figured out with my son then it stops working with him so you can't just read a book and be the perfect parent and even even in your head you're like okay I'm going to try this you know great tactic next time and then your kid really tests you and everything that you thought you were going to try goes out the window. You can't even remember what you were going to try. You're just in the moment. Um, (laughs) So it's not something where you can like sit back and be like, okay, wait a second. I remember, um, let me go look in my book and decide how we're going to handle this situation. Um, Everything's just kind of in the moment and talking about that. And again, realizing that we're all in that same situation. And then, you know, just speaking with a mother um, or any parent about what what did you do in that situation versus just a, a child psychologist giving you you know different types of tips and tricks um, that real life scenario and then just seeing that like okay I'm not the only one who thought that I was going to be super calm and gentle and you know <laughs> not not <Storybook>. lose <laughs> yeah not lose my cool you know because you see that and you see it all over Facebook and all of the you know influencers and different things that's like let's try this gentle parenting tactic. You're like, that sounds great. And then, then your kid, you know, throws something across the house and 
and all hell breaks loose. Yeah, for the record, that doesn't happen at the Erickson household. Either. Oh yeah, There's no gentle oh, yeah. parenting. Happens. So yeah, I think I think we see all of these, you know, perfect images with um, reality TV or the the Facebook reels and things like that, and um, we're we're striving to reach those things. Um, but I think having this more real life, like, no, this is actually the shit that went down. Um, (laughs) So that we all are like, oh, okay, I see. It's not, you know, I'm not the only one and it's not, I'm not the crazy mom, right? you know, that we're all doing this. So it is about, it is about commiserating and sharing just, just to have a sounding board. You know, I, I really can see folks who don't have anybody and they need to see that other people have the same problems and they're not alone. They, they need that. I mean, desperately. And so I think your show addresses that. And it, you know, it talks about the real life. Doesn't necessarily tell you that this is the best way to do it or not. It just says, hey, we got the same problems. We're all going to, we have different ideas on how we're going to handle it. But to have a sounding board or to talk to somebody else or hear someone else talk about the same thing, it's just very comforting and helpful to them. And I think your podcast is geared to do that very thing. Yeah. um, I like to, you know, it's my close friends now, but bring different women on so we can talk about you know, how those situations went down. Um, I've, I'm working on one right now with, you know, just going back to school, uh, first time kindergartner and how you think that first day is supposed to go again, that picture perfect image that you see on the movies or, you know, your kid getting on the bus and running home and having a great day. And it's just not real life. So having those conversations to uh, just bring us back to reality. I got to laugh because we've got, I've got a picture in my mind of me getting on the school bus my mom came out the door and took pictures of us. And just prior to that, I and three other kids were having a dirt clawed fight. Mm-hmm. And I had <laughs> dirt stuck on my face. I had a bloody nose and my and tears running down my face when she took the picture. <laughs> that's, very that's, real. that's real life. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Becca, we talked about the fact that you have basically two masters. On the one side, you're you're helping the the women who who desperately need this help and on the flip side you're also having to appeal to donors at the same time because you have to have you have to have the funds to be able to make these things happen so talk a little bit about that one what are the services that you bring to these women and maybe the most profound and then how the donors can help in that regard yeah and i have one little go back from when you guys were talking about you know how isolation basically stands in opposition to community and i think the only reason any of us believe that we don't have a picture perfect family in the way that we're parenting is because we're shown something that's so glossy and fake. Mm-hmm. But when real community happens and you hear the stories of other people, the isolation is just broken down and there's like, oh, there's camaraderie in this. So that's a lot of what we're doing at Emerge Mothers Academy, too. There can be stigma around solo parenting. Um, and it's very important to us that all the women feel like, oh, you too. And I think it makes a huge difference when, so a long time ago, I took my master's thing off the wall and my licensing has to be like conspicuously posted. I'm like, well, it'll be conspicuously posted down at the floorboard because <laughs> it changed the, like the aura in the room when they were like, you were a single mom. I thought you were like this lucky blonde white chick with a bunch of money. I'm like, oh no, Addie and I had $11,000 one year. You have no idea. And then your street cred goes way up. And the audience just becomes like friends. 
and all around together. You, you meant s- that to be income. Is that what you meant by $11,000? Yeah, Addie and I had $11,000 one year. That's how much you... That's what we lived on. I, I helped a neighbor one day. I brought her groceries, and then someone else put like nicer groceries on my doorstep. That's how we made it through. It's all about community. It really is. And that I think if people can feel like, oh, that is me, I'm not afraid to ask for help anymore. But when there, it feels like there's a power structure and you're going in with a hierarchy, people are afraid to ask for help until they realize, oh, I can go get financial literacy training from someone who lived through this. Oh, I can go to a mom's group and it's all single moms. You know, no one's there to be preachy. Nobody's there to like make you feel judged. So I think that's the most beautiful part about building a community around them is they know that it's people who understand their story. You know, I I know from folks who worked for me um, because I, I felt like often I was a father or a mentor mm-hmm. because so many of the folks who, who I worked with or worked for us didn't have any background of structure with their families. So they literally had no context whatsoever to understand that basic, you know, etiquette of life didn't exist in their household. And so when you would say something to them with the assumption that everybody understands this, they had no idea what you're talking about and no, no, nothing to, to uh, consider it against. So just providing conversations and, and some degree of structure can be so helpful to people who come from households who never had that, and now they're struggling with their own children and their own family, and they still don't have it. Mm-hmm. And the irony is they're reaching out, but they don't know where to go. And so these these different venues here, the podcast for Monica and the nonprofit for Becca are great opportunities and outlets for you to be able to build that community and maybe build some context in your life and your family life that maybe didn't exist before. Let's take another break. We'll be right back with Monica and Becca talking about doing amazing things for the people who really can use it. Be right back. Hi, I'm Kimberly Naibo with the Kimberly Naibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnaibo.com. Social Security, you've spent your entire working life paying into it, so don't you want to get the most out of it? Jim Baer and his team at J. Allen Financial can show you ways to do that with their free Social Security report. Download your copy today at rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. J. Allen Financial offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and J. Allen Financial are not affiliated companies. J. Allen Financial is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or governmental agency. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. 
Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. If you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? Their attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years experience in this highly specialized field and it is my job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation. I will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis, minimize the damage, recover quickly and most importantly, help ensure that you're never here again. You have a lot more options than you think, but don't waste time. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible or call us at 763-559-3800. That number again, 763-559-3800. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Hey, welcome back everybody. Um, such such great topical information, I think. Uh, I want to give both of the ladies an opportunity to uh, tell you how to find them. So, Becca, why don't you tell us about your website, your contact information, your phone number, if you would be so kind. Yeah, the best place to find Emerge Mothers Academy is online. So EmergeTwinCities.org. Um, but we're on Instagram as Emerge Mothers Academy and Facebook as Emerge Mothers Academy. Okay. And same question, Monica. Um, my Facebook page is Mama Soda. It's M-O-M-M-A dash S-O-T-A. And then same for the podcast. Um, currently can be found on Spotify under the same name, Mama Soda. Very good. Very good. So... Again, what are what are the the primary you talked about building community, but there are things that you specifically do and I suspect things that you endeavor to do. So what are some of the highlights of the things that you do that maybe are the most impacting and the most likely to happen for someone who who is has the courage to come in and talk to you or or begin to associate with your with your organization? Yeah, I I'm in a unique position as an executive director that I'm juggling an audience of client care, which is client focused, it's single mom focused, but I'm also spending a lot of time fundraising and sharing the story and building a network around those women um, so that the women don't have to pay anything. It's resourced by people who are very generous. And, you know, that comes mostly from friends and family and private philanthropy, but some foundations and grants as well. So I'm, I'm juggling that audience simultaneously while welcoming women in warmly so that they feel like, oh, this is a place where I'll be empowered. And I think so much of that comes from the human connection of who they meet, who they do their first intake with, um, and realizing the person they're talking to has a lot in common with them, and then meeting other moms along the way. The moms that do the best are the ones who connect with other moms because there's so much power within sharing a story and not thinking they're alone. So, if folks, if you're listening to this and you know of anybody uh, or any anybody who's in a in a position within a company corporation and and part of what their 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 corporate mission is some form of philanthropy where they set aside a certain percentage of what their earnings are each year, if you know that person, by all means, reach out to Becca and let her know so that she might be able to network and maybe be able to uh, draw some of those funds towards her organization. Very very worthwhile organization, as you can't can obviously tell Becca is utterly passionate about actually doing the work of helping these folks. Monica, same question. Um, what, what do you think are the, the things that 
most someone can can glean from listening to your show? Um, I think just that biggest piece again is the the picture perfect world that you see in the movies or you see in you know in some of these Facebook posts is not reality, and knowing that like you're you're doing your best every day and just keep improving and from there. Um, your your children will see that and that effort and hard work that you're putting in will pay off. And you are still small enough in your listening audience that w- someone could literally reach out to you in the real world and actually have some degree of support just through you and, and some of your network, couldn't they? Absolutely. Um, I, with Facebook, there's Facebook Messenger and you can always hop on my Facebook page and send me uh, a personal message. Everybody, everybody needs somebody. Nobody, nobody succeeds by themselves. And so if you're struggling all by yourself and you're trying to be the parent that, that you dream of, then Mama Soda is a place that you can go to really assist you and guide you in that. I think it's, I think it's outstanding. <clears throat> so we're about to wrap up here. We don't have a lot of time left. What are, uh, what are some of the things that you think are are takeaways for somebody who wants to start something on their own. I know obviously we've been talking about people who actually want to be, uh, who could be helped by your organizations. But in addition to that, I, I still look at the two of you as bona fide entrepreneurs with a tremendous amount of courage. And, and maybe, uh, especially for you, Becca, you probably have have become more than maybe even you thought you could because everybody has more in them than they than they know. Um, what would you say to somebody who's, who's got something, they've got an idea, they want to accomplish something and they don't know if they can do it. What would you say to them to empower them and encourage them to do that? I love that. I think that was convicting. Even when I was raising my daughter, I remember her trying to do something and failing at it. And I was like, there's more in you. And when you said it, I was like, Oh, I remember that day. Cause then when we got home from the bike ride, I was like, come on, Becca, there's more in you. Um, I think it, well, first of all, Google is your friend. (laughs) I think, uh, we have a huge advantage compared to two decades ago when there there wasn't quite as much available online to riff off someone else's work and say, oh, okay, I'm not going to dip into their proprietary stuff, but I can mimic their process. Um, so definitely Google is your friend as well as the network around you. I remember taking lots of tours, uh, lots of other nonprofits and listening to development directors speaking meeting a lot of executive directors and deciding like, this is something I'm capable of. I could do this. So just don't be bashful. I think that's, I mean, really, if you can have the guts to either follow someone, Google it, job shadow, and ask a lot of questions without looking silly, worrying about looking silly, then you can really do it. You absolutely can go for it. If others can do it, you can do it too. Same question, Monica. Yeah, I was going to say, um, just come up with what, what that is you want to do, write it down and then break it, break it down into sections, find some goals, little achievements, steps along the way that are working towards that end goal. And then asking for help. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. Very good. And program your mind. You know, I believe ladies that everybody has a, a, a threshold or a well where the, the, the decision is to, to, to endeavor on or to give up and walk away. And the challenges that we encounter in our lives that cause us to deepen our well and to stick with something and 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 struggle and see it through, the deeper the well, the more capable we become. So my point about 
reaching up to the heavens and embracing the challenges, not as a negative thing in the form of stress, but rather a positive thing that give you an opportunity to deepen your well, to make you more capable, and to see things that otherwise you might not have believed you had within you, to now believe that you can overcome these things. Mm -hmm. And every challenge that we have every single day is a blessing and an opportunity. I'll show you what I'll do with this one. Okay, this is a challenge. Dear Lord, I will show you what I can do with this one. And if you do that, then you succeed going forward. Uh, before we, we wrap up here, could you please give us your contact information one more time for someone who would want to be, be become a listener, Monica, or would like to reach out to your organization, Becca? Go right ahead, Becca. EmergeTwinCities.org and then on social medias as Emerge Mothers Academy. And for me, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Mama Soda. Or on Spotify, also as Mama Soda. Very good. And Becca, just maybe maybe I'm old, but how about a phone number as well? They want to call me? Yeah, that, right. that old thing. 612-400-9220. Right? Very good. Very good. So hopefully this is helpful. I believe in raising strong, capable children. And I believe that when you're an example as a parent, that it makes it so much easier. It is the gift that you give your children. Uh, so many people work hard to save money to pay for their kids' college. I'm not a big fan. I'm a big fan of showing your children what can be done and making them a believer. Hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. Welcome, uh, or thank you for being here, ladies. Thanks, Todd. Thank you. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day -day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed were not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN. You're listening to 1500 ESPN on KSTPAM 1500 and 94.5 HD2 Minneapolis.